the older I get and the more I am told to grow up, the more I realize the value of being a kid. Welcome to Simply Ray, a space where we are big on doing life together, where we learn, celebrate and grow. I'm your host, Ray, and I believe in being real and keeping it simple. Join me as we embark on creating extraordinary moments in our ordinary lives. Hey guys, I hope that you're having an amazing day. Did you guys hear the guys? Hey guys. Um... I hope that you're having an incredible day. I hope that this week has gone well. I hope that last week went well and the next week will go well. Uh, Today, I'm going to be talking about learning to be a child again. Childhood memories, basically, is what we're going to be talking about today. So, you, if you listened to my last episode about me reflecting on the first year of university, you would have known that my original topic for that was how to be a kid again. And I did a little bit of thinking and I felt um, that I needed to speak about reflecting on my first year of university. Um, And now this week we get to chat about childhood. And I am going to disclose this now. I've been very blessed in the sense that I had a good childhood. My childhood was not bad. Um, Yes, there are things that maybe my parents didn't do um, the greatest in. And I need to work through that now as an adult. Oh, just saying an adult makes me guys I'm turning 20 next year that's that's not okay that should be illegal um <laughs> when you're 20 you seemingly are a functioning member of society there's no way I'm close to that anyway I'm getting sidetracked in my pending age but yeah there's some things that I have had to work on that my parents uh, said or did or yeah that I took the wrong way most of the time most of the time they had good intentions and I misunderstood or whatever so there have definitely been things I need to work on but all in all my childhood was actually a cracker one and uh, I went away with a group of girls after first year one of my my friends my roommates actually she has a farm and we went to this farm and there was no signal and it was beautiful there were about 15 of us girls and we just had the time of our lives. We went skinny dipping, we made meals, we danced to ABBA, we played charades, we just, we lay in the sun and tanned, we spoke about books, we spoke about technology and AI, we spoke about the government and politics and all of that, and it was just such fun, and it literally, I said to quite a few of them, I was like, what, you know, has university, has your first year been what you thought it was going to be? you know, as a kid, when you thought about university, has this year lived up to that? And a lot of them said, no, it's been, it's been better. It's been harder. Everything that they thought they were going to experience has been doubled. So the stress they thought that they were going to experience has been doubled, but so is the fun. The fun has been doubled and the friendships and the love that surrounds them has been doubled as well. So anyway, I was asking a couple of people questions and I said, the one I said to one of the girls, I just feel like I, I've missed out a bit in the childhood and I'm missing childhood now. And she said, oh my word, that makes me want to play tag. And I kind of looked at her, I was like, what? And then we kind of got onto this topic about what is an activity or something from your childhood that you, you link with being a child. So one of them said tag. 
um, for me, it would be like monkey bars um, or eating condensed milk. So every Christmas, we would get a can of condensed milk. And that was like not our only Christmas present, but it was kind of a staple Christmas present. And then we would sit there and we would eat this condensed milk in front of the TV and it would like drip down our chins and we'd get all super sticky. But that was our Christmas present and that for me is a core memory of childhood. And I'm sure you guys also have those certain, I want to call them triggers, but that's not a negative trigger potentially. Well, um, yeah, it's not necessarily a negative trigger. It can be a positive trigger. So there'll be certain foods that you you eat that remind you of childhood or certain smells. I know um, the smell of a, a bra is a trigger to my childhood to back in the days where we would go to friends' houses in Durban and we would bra and, I mean, even swimming in the pool with goggles on, that is a nostalgic thing from my childhood it reminds me of I mean not normally would I go into the pool with goggles on but I would come out of the pool after literally swimming for hours and hours on end and my fingers would be all like wrinkly like granny fingers and I wouldn't be able to see quite clearly everything would be fuzzy because I'd have so much chlorine in my eyes but that was a childhood um childhood memory almost and the smell of a bra or the smell of chlorine kind of unlocks that memory if I can call it that and so we went around the group talking about what we what we had done um or what we thought childhood was um and now that I'm back home and I mean again I'm not filming this I'm recording this in the car after just dropping um a friend off after I met her for coffee and it's so weird to think I'm sitting in the driver's seat of a car like please be serious um it's crazy how quickly life moves and only really when you look back and look yeah look back and reflect on everything do you realize how fast it moved and also how much changes in your mind so I always loved the idea of driving when I was really really small and then when I got to the age where I got my learner's license and now I could learn to drive I would burst into tears when my mom would ask, like, do you want to drive? I'd be like, no, I don't want to drive. That's so scary. It's stressful. And now I love driving. I'm so, I'm like the first one saying, do you want me to go to the shops? No, I'll go to the shops for you. Don't worry about it. Um, I don't like filling up with petrol. That's traumatizing. But I love driving now. And it's crazy how things just change throughout the years. I mean, what was something, if you can just take a moment now, what was something that, or the career that you wanted to do when you were like six years old and are you doing that career now if you are good job because there's normally limited careers that in your mind back then so if you do do that career you're probably an astronaut or something but I know I really wanted to be a nurse and then growing up I didn't like blood and I didn't like the idea of cutting someone open and fiddling with their insides that for me is not appealing um, but now recently I've got hooked onto The Good Doctor on Netflix. So it's crazy. Things change. But I mean, now I'm doing a business degree. I'm looking to travel and maybe start my own company. And that is the furthest thing from being a nurse. I know I also wanted to, I just wanted to volunteer at a dog shelter. I remember writing in my little secret diary, you know, I don't know if 
other girls have this, I'm sure you did, but like those scented pages. They, they'd have like pink pages and it would be scented and then you could lock your diary and you had like this little lock and this little key, so flimsy and pretty sure if you like pulled hard enough or not even that hard, like the lock would just fall off in your hand. But it didn't matter, there was a lock on my diary and I remember saying in like one of the pages, Dear diary, I have the biggest secret of all. My biggest secret is that me and a friend which is incorrect English, by the way, me and a friend want to volunteer at the SPCA for the rest of our lives. That was my biggest secret at eight years old. At eight years old, my biggest secret was I wanted to work at a dog shelter. Volunteer, mind you. So my mom was a little bit like, how is she going to feed herself? But I just wanted to volunteer at this dog shelter. And now I don't even know what my biggest secret is. I don't even know if I write in my journal, dear diary anymore. I don't think I do. And it's it's weird. Obviously, you don't have to do a whole bunch of childhood things 24-7, like write, dear diary, or have fantasies of you growing up and volunteering at the SPCA for the rest of your life. But I think that as a child, everything's so magical. Everything, every day you wake up and there's something new to do. Every day you wake up and you can go draw with chalk on the driveway. That was a thing for us. We would... In the hot summer days, you would go outside to the driveway and you would draw with chalk. And we'd say either, like, if our dad had been away for the weekend, welcome home, dad, or just a whole bunch of random pictures. And we were told you may not go onto the road. You may not start drawing on the road. The driveway is your, the top of your driveway is the cutoff. And um, we would sometimes just do, like, a little smudge on the road, thinking, like, oh, we're going to get into so much trouble, you know, how sneaky are we, but in reality, no one noticed that, and it probably rained the next night, and all of our chalk went away, but there's little things that children do, like playing tag, like playing hide-and-go-seek, that I think when you grow up, it's kind of, I don't know if you grow out of it, or if society forces you out of it, I was trying to figure that out when I was thinking about recording this, do we like just grow out of that phase or does society kind of be like oh that's childish that you you do that and I'm not saying we all have to go draw and chalk now to connect with our inner child that's not what I'm saying but there's like beauty in such small things that as children you notice but as adults you don't I mean if there was a rainbow as a child you stop everything you're doing and you look at that rainbow now if there's a rainbow you kind of like look out the car window oh that's cool honey and you keep driving um or even rain like I remember uh I'll go for runs in Stellenbosch and we sometimes we're a little bit crazy we run at like midday because one of us is leaving that afternoon or our lectures are until really late so we'll run at like midday and the heat is like pounding it is awful running at midday but we do it anyway and I, I would never do that previously to before we were forced to and then I remember that and I'd always be like oh no it's too hot I can't do it I can't exercise at midday like no one should exercise at midday and then I remember back to school when I would play hockey at midday and it would be scorching and I didn't even think about the weather because it was a job and I was able to play hockey and I was excited about that and that's what I did I mean, I remember, sorry, I'm going off a whole bunch of childhood stories here. I remember when I was in the end of preschool, so grade like zero, grade naught, I 
wanted homework so badly. I thought that homework meant that you were cool and you were growing up and you were a big kid. And I wanted to be a big kid. And our neighbor, she was in, I want to say she was two years older than us. And I would run across to the fence and um and say to her brother who's my age what's what's she doing now and he said she's doing homework yes I know but what is she doing oh I think she was reading a book and I would skedaddle back inside grab a random book off the shelf and I would read and I would read as though I had homework and then I would take all my teddy bears and I would assign them homework and I was so excited for homework now can you imagine as a high school student, wanting to do homework. That's ridiculous. What a nerd move. Like, Rory Gilmore doesn't even ask for homework. <laughs> but that was just something I thought that that was so... I romanticized homework. Homework was cool. Homework, if you did homework, it meant you were a grown-up. You were, like, big. And I was rushing so much to grow up that I think I actually needed to stop, slow down, and be like... I just want to be a kid again. And now, I don't want to say it's too late, but now that I've I've gone through the childhood years per se, and I'm kind of at that beginning of adulting phase, gone through the teenage years, those were rough if you're in them, I'm sorry, good luck. Um, but now that I'm kind of at the beginning of the adult phase and I'm looking back, I'm like, yo, I feel like I, I rushed a lot of my childhood and I feel like I mi- uh, missed out a little bit. And now... I feel like being a kid again. So when I was away with this group of girls, I asked each of them, what is something that made you, that like makes you feel like a kid? And I got a whole bunch of ideas. And for the next couple weeks, I am going to be doing them each day to just connect with being a child again. And I think that there's no shame in wanting to grow down. <laughs> um, I feel like, the world rushes you a bit to grow up and they hurry you to get ahead in your career and if you aren't ahead then you're basically behind and we're just we're on a treadmill the whole time and we're running at full pace the whole time and I think that um like for kids it was simple I'm hungry I'm not hungry. It wasn't diet culture. I feel like this. I don't feel like this. Mom has made me this. Mom hasn't made me this. Like, it. there wasn't diet culture. There wasn't, um, oh, you know, you like him and he kissed this girl. So now you're going to be really, really mad at this girl. The biggest drama I had was knowing who to invite to my birthday party. That was literally the biggest drama. Um, I remember being at like I don't even know what to call them but like at friends houses and I'd be on the jungle gym and our parents would be like my parents my our parents would be chatting like around the tea table and I remember distinctly I was at my friend Georgina's house and I was standing next to my mom and another mom was someone else it wasn't Georgina's mom it was there was like a party going on a class party or something and um I was standing next to them at one point because my mom had got me like a little cupcake or something and I was eating it and I was so excited to go back to the jungle gym and I remember looking at my mom and looking at this other mom, this other woman talking to her and thinking, how on earth can they stand here and talk when there's a jungle gym right there? And that was literally the thought that went through my little mind. How can you just sit and talk 
surely you want to go play. But now, what do we say when we want to see someone? Oh, do you want to meet me? Do you want to meet me for coffee? Yeah, I'd love to meet you for coffee. There's no let's go to the jungle gym. There's no let's go play tag. I mean, we sit around at home and we put on Netflix. Why don't we play hide and seek? <laughs> um, and it's it's really awesome. Um, my mom's a teacher, so sometimes I go go in and help her a bit with the class, and um, I'll go in and they all everything's so simple to them. They are desperate to please their teachers. They're not too cool for school. They they want to be kind to people. I mean, they're so eager to learn. It's just awesome. Whereas now, people, I feel like are so, uh, like, objective, or what's the word? Like, they, they don't want to be corrected. They Someone yells at them, and they get so offended, and they never talk to that person ever again. I remember being yelled at, primary sc- at by primary school teachers, and yes, for the rest of the day, best believe I wasn't speaking to that teacher. They were, you know, they were straight from hell in, uh, in that sense. But I'm kidding, they weren't straight from hell. They're lovely people and I love them to pieces. But in that moment, I was so mad at them. I was like, oh, I'm not talking to you. I do not like you very much right now. I'm going to be pouting for the rest of the day. And then the next day, I would run in and say, oh, gosh, God, look what I got. Look what happened yesterday. Eager to please them again. And I know you guys are going to say, oh, that's people pleasing. But it was just this genuine love for people, this genuine hope for the world hope for themselves and it's beautiful and as we grow up and the more we rush to grow up the more cutthroat we become because oh it's competition and if you're not ahead you're behind and if you go if he succeeds that means that you won't succeed whereas a kid there's space for everything there's space for everyone to shine and you want to help your friends out you aren't just concerned for your own well-being um you want to you want to bless people and the world isn't isn't necessarily complicated uh, i fully believe that as people we were not supposed to know everything that's going on in the world don't get me wrong the news is great the news is seriously informative but i think that there's so much hate and so much tragedy and loss and just extreme sadness that people aren't supposed to manage at all we're not capable of handling all of those emotions so what we do is we become numb to it and we stop I don't say stop caring but we stop thinking deeply about it we kind of stop empathizing because we're not capable of doing it it's not it's not wrong that we stop empathizing we we know we aren't able to handle all of those emotions so easy we stop the emotions i think that god is the only person who is supposed to see and feel all the world's trauma because he's also the only one who can fix it and there's nothing worse than empathizing with someone and like loving them but not being able to help the situation in any way shape or form and i'm not saying don't be active i'm not saying don't read the news but i think you just need to protect your your mind because if you think about shoving the news down a six-year-old's throat imagine telling them about all the deaths that the war in israel and and like palestine have caused imagine telling them all of that they would look at you with these big eyes going what 
what do you mean like for them it's simple don't have wars and I know it's not that simple in real life but and we can't take that approach to in terms of politics probably not like it is it's complicated but as a kid we weren't exposed to the complications all the time in our own lives it was black and it was white there was a clear-cut line whereas now because we've allowed external people and influences to speak into our lives which is good we need like wise counsel in our lives but when we have all sorts of counsel in our lives then we get very confused and that grows this gray area and it blurs the lines and then life starts to get complicated and I know it's complicated I'm not blaming anybody for the complications of their life sometimes life just happens as cliche as that is it, it is just what it is but I think that there's such beauty in connecting with things that you loved as a child just to remind you that this life is your own I know a lot of people there was like that TikTok trend where it's like your um when you whenever you say something negative about yourself think about the younger version of you and I'm 100% certain that you were a cute baby I know you were a cute kid because everybody's a cute kid kids are cute and if you weren't a cute kid, you, you had a nice personality. But I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but you, you wouldn't want to hurt a little kid. You wouldn't put all this pressure that you're putting on yourself on a little kid. Yes, you can come at me and say, okay, well, the little kids aren't expected to achieve what I'm supposed to achieve. If I limit myself to the potential of a little kid, I would be completely throwing away all of my opportunities. And I'm not saying that you must throw away those opportunities but I'm just saying that when you get stressed when you get burnt out maybe we should stop adulting and start being a kid again so these next couple weeks I'm actually very excited to bake gingerbread men and to we're setting up the Christmas decorations tonight and all of these different things and um, play tag go for a bike ride the other day I actually kind of started this and this is what spurred me spurred this idea or started this idea I don't know, spurred sounds cool, spurred this idea of being a kid again, actually doing kid-like activities, child-like activities, it was a very hot summer's day, and <laughs> that sounds like the beginning of a story, it was a very hot summer's day, and Rachel, her sister Joanna, and Joanna's boyfriend were all sitting at home, sweating away, <laughs> and I was like, let's go, let's go swimming. So we quickly drove to um, my sister's boyfriend's house. We grabbed his stuff um, to swim in because he, otherwise he was going um, skinny dipping. That wasn't pleasant. It was midday. So we went and we, we grabbed his stuff and we all jumped into the pool. After we jumped in the pool, my sister and I lay in the sun. Uh, my, his, uh, what's her name? My sister's boyfriend carried on swimming around a bit. And then we went back inside and I said, guys, let's go for a bike ride. Let's go for a bike ride and go to McDonald's and get a McFlurry. So we went for, it's probably like 3Ks um, round trip. We did a bike ride to McDonald's. We went through the drive-in on our bikes. Um, bumped into one of my old teachers, actually. She was the car in front of us. And um, we got our McFlurries and we ate our McFlurries on the curb whilst we were whilst the sunburn was kind of setting in and we were sweating from our bike ride we ate these McFlurries it was phenomenal and that's almost like a typical teenage summer movie and it's it's ironic when I thought about it because I was like oh my word like it's so cool that this is a teenage 
um, you know, a, a movie that is so typical of summer in America. And then I thought, whilst we were sitting watching the American summer movie, we were indoors watching the movie. We weren't actually living it. And it's so easy to compare yourself to that, to compare your childhood to these phenomenal childhoods. And I know I've done it as well. And that's what kind of made me think, oh, I've missed out on my childhood. I feel like I grew up too fast, um, which is weird. Only moms really have that thing. of like, oh my word, you're growing up so fast. I'm going to put bricks on your head or I'm going to stop feeding you vegetables, you know, take your your feet out of the fertilizer, all of those cliche mom things to say. But I ended up being like, oh my word, I'm grow- I grew up too fast. And it's not too late. You can be a kid again. And you can, I think the biggest thing about being a kid is learning to have fun and be free to have fun. Not be- feel guilty for putting on your favorite stupid cartoon movie. Not feel guilty for having tomato sauce and your macaroni and cheese for goodness sake nothing to feel guilty about then um but these little things just learning to have fun and allowing yourself to have that fun for me is what summarizes childhood and what I I'm really looking forward to I don't want to say finding again but just experiencing again these next couple weeks so if you if you need ideas about what to what to do to get back in touch with your childhood and you kind of lost um uh you can either head over to the podcast instagram or you can just check below on this episode i'll have a little list of ideas that i think are really relevant to my childhood at least um and yeah let's just learn to have fun again because that's what life is about you don't want to get to the end of it and be like oh i really took life seriously you want to get to the end of it and be like yo that was fun that was really really fun I lived well so that's our little episode for this week hopefully there was some food for thought in there I hope you have a phenomenal week and I love you guys loads that's Ray signing out thank you for listening to this episode of the simply Ray podcast be sure to follow and turn on post notifications as we continue sharing the mundane moments of life